Welcome to the Living a Nordic Life podcast, where we explore a simpler, cozier and more intentional life the Nordic way. I'm Fiona McKinna, your Nordic Living Guide and founder of Living a Nordic Life, where I share all things Nordic living and show you that a Nordic life is the way to bring intentional calm and healthy habits into your own life, wherever you are in the world. Are you looking for ways to bring simplicity, coziness and calm into your life? Well, let me show you how. Visit the Living a Nordic Life website to explore how I can help you on your journey to simple, healthy and happy calm, the Nordic way. You can subscribe to the podcast right here. And if you want regular inspirational emails sent with love from Norway and straight to your inbox, don't forget to subscribe to the Living a Nordic Life newsletters. And so now let's dive into our episode. Hello, I've got a bit of a fun, kind of tongue-in-cheek podcast for you this week. It is called 10 Signs You Might Be a Nordophile. And a Nordophile is someone who has a deep love of all things Nordic. So, a bit like you. That's why you're here listening to this, isn't it? And if you're listening, you probably already know that you are a Nordophile. That's someone who loves all things Nordic or suspect that you might be. But I thought it would be a bit fun and a bit light-hearted to make a list of the things that I can spot in Nordophiles. I have a bit of experience of it myself, of course, because I live here in Norway. And I'm a self-proclaimed Nordophile myself. So this list could have been so much longer. It could have been... 30 things, 40, I could have just gone on and on. And I'm sure that you could probably add several or several hundred maybe. But I've included a few key things that I think you can spot in Nordophiles. Have a listen and see which ones are you. So the first one is you celebrate Setenda May. And you might have Norwegian heritage or you might not. But wherever you are in the world, you still celebrate Norway's National Day on the 17th of May. And even better if you can be here in person. But I have to say that the Nordophiles that I know who don't live in Norway and who celebrate the 17th of May really go all out with it. It's amazing. It's even more of a celebration than I think it is here in Norway. It's absolutely incredible. Number two. Even if you haven't visited the Nordic countries, you gravitate towards all things Nordic. Of course you do. And you're always planning your next dream trip to Scandinavia, aren't you? And while you do, you naturally gravitate towards all things Nordic. From Nordic food, to Nordic noir novels, and Nordic designers. And even the less well-known Cream. Do you know what that is? Posk is Easter and Krim is crime and it's an Easter crime festival. That sounds weird, doesn't it? It sounds like we all go out and, you know, start pillaging shops and things like that. That's not the case at all. It is um, all about crime novels and crime series. And over Easter, people have a lot of time because they're off work a lot of the time. The shops are closed, businesses are closed and many people go to their cabins. And because they do they have a lot of time to do some recreational activities. And if you go to the cabin, you need to take a good book with you. 
So this is a great opportunity for all the crime writers that there are in the Nordic countries. There's a lot of them, especially in places like Finland and Iceland. And it's an opportunity for them to launch their books on everybody. And so there's this fever about getting the latest crime novels. Posca cream, Easter crime. <laughs> now you know. And if you don't already celebrate that, you should do. When it's Easter, go and get yourself a new crime novel. You love Free Lufts Live. Of course you do. You've heard me talk about this all the time, haven't you? I talk about this constantly. And getting out into the fresh air and being surrounded by nature is something that has always been natural to you. Or maybe you know that it's something that you need to embrace and you can see how happy and healthy it makes people in the Nordic countries. And you want to embrace that yourself. Maybe you were Norwegian in a previous life. Perhaps that's why you're here. You don't know that yet. You like to give people around you plenty of space. And this is such a Nordic thing. <clears throat> Norwegians are famous for giving each other plenty of space. It might be on the bus. If you get on the bus and there's people sitting, they won't be sitting next to each other unless they know each other. But if there's people sitting one on each seat and there's a seat next to them that's empty... I'm sorry to tell you, but the bus is full. <laughs> you can stand up. Or you might be want to ask, but it's giving people space that is so important to people here in the Nordics. And you wouldn't go and sit next to somebody at the bus stop, for example, or sit next to somebody that you don't know, or even say hello to somebody in the street. Now, if you're going for a hike, that's a completely different thing. Because if you're in the mountains and you see somebody and you don't know them, You'll say hello and wave and smile and ask them how they are and maybe share a few words. But if you pass that same person in the street who was a stranger, you wouldn't speak to them at all. <laughs> it's a funny thing. You have an innate love of coffee. Now, did you know that the Scandinavian countries drink more coffee than almost anywhere else? I think they're number three and four, something like that, Sweden and Norway. People drink an enormous amount of coffee. And they drink it black. And at any time of day. This is not something that you would only have with breakfast or something that you only have after dinner. It is your staple drink throughout the entire day. An entire flask of coffee for the whole day. <laughs> and black and strong. Not an espresso, not that kind of strong. More like a, I don't know, Americano. That, that's a black coffee, isn't it? But just filter coffee that is just plain. So if you're a lover of black coffee, you're heading in the right direction because you would be very welcome here. And if you're having a slice of cake as well, then coffee is a must. You can't have your fika, which is your mid-morning stop break for something nice to eat and your coffee because you'd be in Sweden and a chat with your friends. But you can't have that without the coffee. You have to have it. My next one is you're learning Norwegian, Swedish, Danish, even though it puts your tongue in a twist. They're not easy languages, are they? Finnish is the hardest, I think. And, but they are an achievement. And it's an achievement to be able to say a sentence in Danish, I have to say. And you already know that if you learn one Nordic language, you'll understand the other two. So if you can speak a little bit of Norwegian or you can understand a bit of Norwegian, you're going to understand Swedish and Danish. And you're probably going to be able to read them as well. And the other way around. And my next one 
is you watch films in one of the Nordic languages, even though you don't understand all of it. Dubbed things are not quite so good, are they? There's something wrong with it. I personally, I would rather read the subtitles. And then you're picking something up anyway. But it's all about the ambience, isn't it? And it helps with your language lessons because you're already learning a Nordic language. And you can daydream about strolling along the streets of Oslo or taking your little boat from one Stockholm island to another. You watch the skiing every winter and always cheer the Norwegian team. Of course you do. That's just, that's very Nordic. How could we not watch skiing? It's on constantly here in the winter. Everybody's doing skiing or they're watching skiing or they know somebody who's skiing. (laughs) And like a true Nordophile, you can't resist watching skiing every weekend. The Norwegian skiers are always streets ahead of the rest, apart from the Slovenians. And you cheer for them like they're skiing for your country. Yes. It's not a celebration in your home without plenty of cakes. Now, no Norwegian party is complete without a table literally groaning under the weight of cakes and desserts. And it's customary here to have a little piece of each of them, if you can, or at least plenty of them. Nobody thinks about calories and nobody's worrying about feeling guilty about eating them. This is a celebration. And if it's a celebration, it has lots of cakes. We've had parties, family parties, where we've had easily 10 cakes. And I certainly wouldn't do something without doing plenty of variety. And I expect a lot of them to get eaten. I really like that. And as a host or a hostess, you want to see your food eaten, don't you? And you want it to be this beautiful table of abundance. And that's what I like so much about it being here in the Nordics, that cakes are something that are really welcomed. So do you celebrate with cakes? I'm sure you do if you're a Nordophile. My next one is, and this is my last one, actually, and this is a fun one. You know what Brunost is. And you like it. Do you know what Brunost is? It is a very strange Norwegian cheese. And it's not really a cheese, actually. It's called a cheese. Ost means cheese. Brun means brown. And it's this deep caramel colour. A bit like a toffee. It looks like a toffee. And it's got a very strange caramelly smell to it. And an unusual, slightly savoury, with a little bit of sweetness, caramelly taste and it's slightly soft as well it's not the normal texture of a cheese it's very dense and it melts very easily too and it's something that everybody here eats it's everywhere we have different types of brunost we have some that are very like a very farm cheese it's made with goat's milk usually but commercial stuff usually has some cow's milk mixed in with it to take away that very goaty taste but some of it is very strong and very goaty and then you get down to the mild stuff that's kind of aimed at the kids but we also have different flavors we have gingerbread flavor at Christmas and Christmas spices with things like cardamom and cinnamon in it and it is definitely an acquired taste I don't think even a Norwegian could eat an awful lot of it it's usually put on bread with something like some raspberry jam but I also like to cook with it a little bit I like to put it in cakes and muffins 
And I like to stir a little bit of it into stews and casseroles, particularly ones with things like mushrooms and game in them and plenty of cream, because it just livens it up and gives it this incredible richness and velvety feeling that you can't really name, but you notice if it's not there. So do you eat Brunost? And do you like it? <laughs> I'd love to know. And for a truly hardcore Nordophile, you need to be able to say yes, I think, or at least know what it is and have tried it. So how many of these can you tick off? I'd love to know. I really would. So why not head over to the Living a Nordic Life Facebook group? If you're not in the group, come over and join us. And you can tell me some of these things that you think make you a Nordophile and how many of these you tick off. And I'll see you in the next episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Living a Nordic Life newsletters so you can get an email when I release a new episode. It's a quick and easy way to keep up with all things Nordic living. Please visit livingandordiclife.com. You can listen to Living a Nordic Life on lots of podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and plenty of others. If you've enjoyed the Living a Nordic Life podcast, why not leave me a rating? So that's the end of Living a Nordic Life for today, and I look forward to seeing you next time.